Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself finish up our discussion on the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at a New Testament passage and its application for us as believers in Christ. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Welcome. All right. Yeah. Let's do we, this. We've survived today. This is our... Fourth of four. Fourth of four. Yeah. We usually record four when we get together. Usually by now we're getting a little loopy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Watch out, guys. Actually kind of getting back to where we yeah. should be. We yeah, should have been we did, we a did couple loopy episodes last ago. Episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting through... You know, this, when you get to a topic as big as the forgiveness of sins, <laughs> which is as big as the topics yeah. get, it's hard to really pin it down. Yeah. You know, is what passage should we pick to talk about the forgiveness the of Bible. sins? The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> uh, but in this case, the New Testament lesson sets itself up quite nicely mm-hmm. as a perfect parallel for what we pray in the fifth petition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yep. It, it wasn't Ooh. that hard this time as it has been in the past, at least. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we're in Matthew 18, and yes. you can grab your Bible and follow along with us. Um, yeah, I, that was a good setup for I do what, what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job. All right. Uh, Matthew 18, starting at verse 20. I'll read it for us. It says, Then Peter came up and said to him, that's Jesus. Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said, yes, just seven times. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Liar! Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said, good enough. Right. Wow. Uh, Can we start yeah, again? Right. <laughs> verse, actual verse 21, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Seven times 70. Right. Yep. This is the ESV I'm reading from, so... Okay, anyway, uh, (laughs) therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same fellow went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Amen. Amen and amen. Yes, Matthew uh, 18. So I think the first thing we ought to do when we talk about this passage is not go to the obvious, but to the absurd. Mm -hmm. And really, especially when you're talking about a parable or a story of Jesus, Mm -hmm. paying attention to what is absurd lends 
to good amounts of interpretation. And so the entire premise of this story is absurd Mm -hmm. because what king on earth is motivated to settle accounts with his servants? You Hmm. know, Mm. you think about that. King doesn't, I mean, king can settle accounts with foreign countries if Mm -hmm. there's trade debts or or mm-hmm. if there's tributes that haven't been paid or, or, or things sure. like that in the ancient world. When it comes to your I wasn't service, expecting you to say that yeah, as well, an absurd thing. But it's yeah. absurd. What mm-hmm. king in his right mind would do that? And so already, because this is fifth petition material, mm-hmm. what is at front and center of this parable is, is the grace and mercy of God is not necessary, but it is still there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yep. our starting point. We can get into the wrangling about the amounts. Sure. The, yep. the servant was forgiven, forgiven versus the what the amount the servant owed the other servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can get it to the anger of the king. We can get into the very vivid picture of hell mm-hmm. at the end uh, of, the, of the parable. But we, we need to recognize very quickly the absurd mm-hmm. and God does not need right to have mercy on us he does not owe it to us but and, he's the one who initiates mm-hmm. that whole thing and the absurdity grabs our attention yeah. into the point of it yeah yeah how do you guys I think it's appropriate since we had the different translations brought mm-hmm. up already yeah how do you guys deal with that were the 70 times seven um or you know, or or the other translation, you know. How do you deal with that? Like what? If you go to either the iOS store or the Android Play Store, or the Google Play <laughs> Store, you can actually download an app where you can keep track of how many times you've forgiven your brother. And based on your <laughs> your uh, scripture version of preference, if you're an ESV guy, you can set it <laughs> for 77. If you're an NASB guy, you can set it for 490. Sure, 70 and, times 7. Yeah, it's either one works and then that that's how we do it, right? That yeah. I think the programmer uh, of that app goes to Westboro Baptist. Oh man, uh, <laughs> it's cheap shot for the day. Is this a real thing or a... no? It's not okay, a real yeah, thing. Uh, I'm I'm a little gullible, so <laughs> <laughs> should be a Babylon B thing. Yeah, right. should, uh, I'm just resisting yeah. trying to throw my laptop at you. <laughs> I think the principle of this again is that we want to right. forgive our neighbor to such an extent that it's not possible to keep well, and track. That, right. And again, yeah. I mean, that's how I've always taught. Is I don't that, think is Jesus is trying to... an uncountable number, yeah. you know, that you're not going to keep well, track of. And it's of not it, necessarily so. an uncountable number. It's just a number that unless you were so selfishly doing it, you wouldn't be able to keep track of it. That's mm-hmm. the principle there. It's not that... I mean, if you, Jesus wanted an uncountable number, he would have said 7 billion mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, it was, what does it take... Uh, if you counted one second, mm-hmm. it would take us 32 some years to count to a billion. So he could have done it that way. But but I think what he's getting at here is the heart issue that he, he raised the number to, to such a height that the only re- way it would come into play is if you are so selfishly tracking <laughs> how often you forgive someone that you would come to that realization. Yeah. And that's what's getting after what he said about Peter, which is what we were getting after in the first two lessons yeah. of this is that our forgiveness is outward focused because of the quantity of what we've been forgiven. So mm-hmm. the fact that I actually have a bulletin board with post-it notes of everybody who's wronged yeah, me and I right. keep track of them is wrong. Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Well, also, that not that the uh, plot of Happy Gilmore? 
<laughs> I mean, so it's already been done. <laughs> is it, is it, isn't that the thing? Is that that big, tall, giant guy yeah, is right. figuring out who to get back in? Plus, besides that, isn't that My Name is Earl? The the whole premise for that sitcom from the <laughs> early saw, I don't know. The 2000s. <laughs> but yeah, it's what we do when it comes to the subject of forgiveness is our sinful nature immediately corrupts the premise Mm -hmm. immediately and that's what jesus is getting after here Mm -hmm. is that uh the reason we forgive first is because we ought to we're Mm -hmm. commanded to forgive that should be enough Mm -hmm. anyway right but but it's always in the context of how much we've been forgiven yeah And, and we by god whom for our entire lives as sinful creatures, we've been trying to replace him with ourselves. We, by God, have been forgiven everything as yeah. if those sins do not exist because, in fact, because of forgiveness, they don't exist. Yeah. That's the point of the parable. And again, this isn't, this isn't where you interact with an abuse victim. On this, this parable isn't for the abuse victim. This parable isn't for the spousal abuse victim or, or, or the rape victim or anything like that. You, the first thing you sit down and talk with those people is that, well, have you forgiven your assaulter? That's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. What we're talking to here is the corrupt sinful nature that wants to hold a grudge, even though we have been proclaimed the message of the gospel time and time again and in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, it just really points toward a transformed heart, you know, that, that's, that the Lord has birthed humility into, you know, again, because of the Mm -hmm. law, if the law has had its purpose and we come to that place where you're like, Lord, I need you. Or like Peter, you know, get away from me. I'm just a wicked man. Um, We come to that point, which is a beautiful uh, picture of repentance, confession and repentance and just that humility that's birthed. But that, it takes a transformed heart to do that. And, you know, that's the one thing that we see that's missing within this wicked servant is Mm -hmm. there's no real transformation. There was no sense of ownership to the reality that he was forgiven an unpayable debt. Mm -hmm. And just that, that humility and gratitude that's burst out of forgiveness like that, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, look, man, you owe me a hundred bucks, man. I'm going to slam you against the wall and put you in yeah. debtor's prison, you know? And Well, and it's, I mean, it comes down to unwillingness or inability to forgive is a fundamental misunderstanding mm-hmm. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. <clears throat> yeah. and, and it's a harsh reality because right. on the one side, we are right to want to not dilute the free forgiveness, the unconditional forgiveness that yeah. God gives us. Absolutely. But in this case, we're not dealing with that because we're dealing with a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of that forgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds us that what was initiated by God is a honor and privilege for us to walk in. Allowing that to flow in and through our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brett, I don't know if in your app, do you have footnotes where they try to quantify? No, no, not the, in this particular app. Know, it's, nope. it's uh, I can't remember how much it is. It's, it's literally the what the king forgives the 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 wicked servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think is in the tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah but I, w- I always wondered how it, he got that debt. It, like, it says what? that it's worth about twenty <clears throat> years' of wages, roughly, mm-hmm. of, a, of a normal laborer, and the denarii yep. is kind of a day's wage. Sure. And so again, the contrast is like it's well, twenty years' wages. I thought mm-hmm. at one point I had heard someone say it was like a thousand years. Wages. I've heard different mm-hmm. things. Yeah, it's, it's just, there's there's so much flux, right? But, but either that's way, not the point. Un- it's unpayable. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I. 
I thought that's what you were going to bring up as the ridiculous. Well, that, that, that really grabs my attention too. Of uh, you know, the absurdity again mm-hmm. of what king in their right mind lets a servant incur that kind yeah, of yeah right. I mean, yep. what was he doing <laughs> yeah. with the money? <laughs> Our American government. Uh, Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, was, I was going to say those sports gambling sites weren't even around yeah, back then, right. so it's not like yeah. he's blowing it at the chariot races mm-hmm. or anything like that, but. You wonder, again, that's the absurd. And and so our focus is drawn not necessarily on the amount specifically, but on the vast quantity of what this this guy had incurred. And uh, what a vivid picture of our sin. You know, one of the things we did in the first episode on this topic was talk about understanding the depth of our our sin. sin. Any any appeal for forgiveness is fundamentally Mm -hmm. a confession of sin. But when we confess our sin, I think so often we treat it as this one little thing I did. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, wait, every sin I do Mm -hmm. is I am being outed as someone who's involved in a political coup to remove God from his position. Because all sin is idolatry. All sin replaces mm-hmm. God with something or someone else, and most often it's me. Yep. You know, and so you have the picture, the, the this monetary sum in this parable is a picture of our sin mm-hmm. as a whole. It, it's it's so unquantifiable as the only thing we can confess is that it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you think about the context of who's speaking it. Of course, it's Christ. And that he's now has entered into his emptied savior ministry mm-hmm. and that it was our sin that sent him there. And so we're right there with the Pharisees too, plotting to send Jesus to the cross because mm-hmm. of our own sin. Well, and can you imagine Jesus telling this parable, knowing that in this story, the simple act of the king pardoning the wicked servant, it's saying well, the king desiring to, well, what was the phrase desiring to make accounts with the sermon mm-hmm. or his servants and yep. then he had mercy. That's all he says, right? Yep. Okay. That's great. Jesus telling this parable realizes that's at the cost of my blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not like God just up and said, yeah, what doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No, that, that turn of phrase right there is Jesus on the cross. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus in his wisdom telling that parable and realizing Oh man, that's the agony I'm going to have to go through. You know, that's that all of this is the perspective we need so that we understand the absurdity mm-hmm. of the wicked servant not forgiving the other guy. Yeah. yeah and and right. also the dangerous place that we put ourselves into when we withhold forgiveness from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a reality here that this wicked servant was putting himself in a dangerous position. Mm-hmm. Not allowing that forgiveness to flow in and through mm-hmm. his life, but but you know, righteous indignation is a heck of a drug. Mm-hmm. makes it, makes us feel really good about ourselves sure. mm-hmm. when we're holding someone accountable for their sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only time uh, that's not fair, we want to apply is when we're getting the short end of the mm-hmm. stick, right? And, and that's what's going on here. Is that you know, for whatever amount of money, it was certainly. You know, probably a sum that would be mm-hmm. make any of us go, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And probably not the 10 bucks that we've described before, mm. but it's gettable. Mm-hmm. But even in that, the point of the parable is, man, just forget about it. You, you, you just had the debt of the entire world canceled. Let it go. And, and what does that say for our unwillingness to 
forgive our spouses right away after a fight mm. or our... I was going to say, can we think of specific situations where... Our, our anger towards our kids. Mm-hmm. My, my kids are professionals at breaking my stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is... <laughs> stuff happens and, and, mm-hmm. and they, they're kids, right? And the anger I let smolder sometimes when I'm just bitter that I can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, You're a Vikings fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm used to it, right? <laughs> Boom, there it is. But the, the latest one here, I'll give you a specific. Sure, yeah. One of our children who shall not be named to protect that child, <laughs> when I was gone last week running an errand, was very sweetly trying to put the youngest one to bed. Mm-hmm. And part of that is for nap time, we have blackout shades, you know, just those spring-loaded mm-hmm vinyl rollers and he pulled it so hard that he not only ripped it off the wall <laughs> but he also snapped the spring inside so oh. I can't get it to pop back up you have to manually roll it up now yep. and I was mad about that for a long time because it's it's just a thing you know and mm-hmm. it was it was a convenience in my life and now it's not but it's it's that type of petty resentment mm-hmm. that is at in focused here mm-hmm. uh, in this parable, you know the the unwillingness to just say, you know what, mm-hmm. w- we've got to work around. We'll fix it. My love for you mm-hmm. is greater than my frustration that you did this thing. <laughs> and, and he wasn't even being naughty. Yeah, no. at that time. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the sort of sin that is being attacked. Mm-hmm. By this parable, it's a sin we ought to and uh, apologize for, and mm-hmm. and and you know, I think the final absurdity we should address here is how awful it is when you are the one who needed to be forgiving now having to turn around and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What 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 a, what a, a turn of events, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. right probably happens more than we'd like to admit to, you know, especially as dads and husbands, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we do, it's, it is that, that selfish, righteous indignation, like, well, bless God, how could she do such a thing? Or bless God, how could my child do such a thing? And, you know, and there's so oftentimes we are that wicked servants mm-hmm. when we kind of enter into that mode and, you know, thank God for grace. Well, we, we, and here we go. We can do this now. We carry on in our vocations. Vocation. Vocation. There it is. Yeah. Completely unaware of the forgiveness that mm-hmm. is causing us to be able to operate in those vocations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's our vocations are extension of the mercy of God to our neighbors, not in a necessarily uber spiritual way of mm-hmm. forgiving, but all of God's provision for us mm-hmm. is mercy. Yep. And that mercy then is extended to the neighbors that we love in our vocations. And our the neighbors that we start with is our spouses mm-hmm. and, Spouse, and those in our home. Children. Yep. Yeah, there's there's definitely a hierarchy. But we we look at this, you know, this parable is assurance of salvation and mm-hmm. vocation wrapped up into one. This mm-hmm. is the Christian life gone bad. Yeah. We're not supposed to be jerks. No, we're not supposed to be. <laughs> but I tell you what, it's a lot easier in our sinful nature sure. to be a jerk. Oh yeah. Than it well, it's is more to natural be, for us. It's well, just it's more natural. it flows right out of our our very nature, especially for Jason. 
Just kidding. At two, Brute. That's what you you say this about yeah. yourself, but yeah, no. <laughs> well, we can talk about we we can we can talk about personality sure, traits, sure. you know. And then you start th- you start thinking about the Sermon on the Mount. Is even if you think a thought, you've committed this yeah, thing, right? And, you know, thank the Lord that. God's the only one who knows my thought life and that yeah. he in that midst of that thought life, that horrible yeah, thought life right. extends to me the forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's not that, you know, I'm some serial killer, you know, private serial killer or some, you know, private sociopath, but in and of just as mm-hmm. what would be considered from a horizontal perspective, a fairly normal, mm-hmm. you know, husband and, and dad I'm still evil, wretched, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and gross in, in, in the midst of a holy and righteous God. And you could sit and kind of beat yourself up if you want to, use mm-hmm. the invisible stick like we always do to, yeah. to do that. Or we can just get on our knees and just say, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank or, you, God, for being so gracious. Thank you, yeah. God, for your, your extravagant love and mercy. Thank you that you sent my Savior, mm-hmm. my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, and that's the call of this parable, right? It's it's not to leave us down in the dumps for what miserable, unappreciative, ungrateful mm-hmm. slobs we are. This this parable, like everything else in Scripture, is an invitation to repentance. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and we, he kind of leaves us. That's kind of a hard-hitting last verse here. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Well, yeah. the, that's the, the outcome of the fifth petition, but mm-hmm. I think the gospel side of that Mm -hmm. is repent Mm -hmm. because your father, your king will surely Mm -hmm. forgive you, will certainly forgive you. In fact, to such an extent and in such a way that he is the one who initiates and seeks out the forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's the the beginning Mm -hmm. of the parable. And so for the times when we failed as the wicked servant, Mm -hmm. plead for mercy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, ask for wisdom to do better, mm-hmm. but always be repenting. Always be going back to that source because we have a benevolent king mm-hmm. who uh, who absurdly seeks us out with his grace and mercy mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the most ridiculous of situations imaginable. Yeah, he he does that, and even in, in the midst of his omniscience of knowing everything we yeah. think, everything we're going to do. He still leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Yep. And no greater love than this, than mm-hmm. our Savior who's laid down his life for the sheep. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. Well, any other closing thoughts on this as we wrap up this, this section here? I'm good. Yeah. It's that God's grace is greater than we could ever know. Mm-hmm. It is a grace that is greater than our sin. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, amen. Uh, Psalm 32 seemed appropriate, and so I will read... Uh, Verses 1 through 7. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the person against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there's no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For your, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time that you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. 
You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself look at the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. God bless you, and have a great day.